Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a fantabulous guest that's coming to us from Lake Tahoe, California. So everyone, I want you to give a warm welcome to Emily Davis. Emily. Hi. It is so nice to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> and thank you listeners for the warm welcome. I could like feel the applause this time. <laughs> <sighs> so I just want to go ahead and jump right in. And I want you to um, tell listeners who you are and exactly what it is that you do. Absolutely. So um, I am Emily Davis. I'm going to start there. I am a um, best-selling author. I'm a working psychic and then I'm a metaphysical coach. So essentially what I do is I help other people access and tune into their own psychic or intuitive abilities and learn to use them how they want and without fear so that they have confidence in doing so. And see, I want you to break a lot of this down because let me tell you something. One thing about us as humans is we hear certain words and our feelers go out and it's like doo, 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 doo. and a lot of people are seeing you know we have this this terminology that we use and vocabulary that we use as entrepreneurs now like empathy you know people are like what's mm -hmm. an empath you know and then they yeah. see the metaphysical and they see all these things I mean we got coronavirus and stuff like that going on things that people have never heard of and you know when people don't know of something there comes this thing called fear so I want you to explain and break down when you talk about psychic abilities and metaphysics, I want you to break that down for listeners, explain to them what exactly it means to have psychic abilities, because I know you use the, the term intuition, which is my jam. I love to tell women we were gifted that. I mean, it's something that we have to tune into. So I need you to go ahead and break it down because this is your specialty. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that is the best question ever. I love it so much because I feel like anytime I say I'm a psychic, which it took me a long time to actually do a lot of like feeling work and clearing of blocks just around the word psychic in general, because it conjures these images of like people on the side of the road with neon signs and a big palm in the window or, or you know, the, big in the back of a glass crystal ball. <laughs> Exactly. You're like in the back of the wagon, like, ooh, you know, and that's a hundred percent not what I do at all. Um, I can do future sight and that sort of thing, but um, basically, we all have our own set. Every single person on this planet has their own set of these psychic abilities, which are essentially your way of perceiving information your five core senses cannot. So whether it's you can channel um, people's spirit guides or their past loved ones and do kind of mediumship stuff, which I can do both of those things, or you really do future or you can tune into what someone's energy field looks like um, or see their past lives. It's these, all these different ways of perceiving information um, through not your typical touch, smell, sight, feel, the whole nine yards. I said feel twice, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but in just a different way. So when I'm working with people, that's one of the huge blocks I initially have to overcome with them is they're like, I don't know what it means to have these abilities. This is scary. And a lot of times they actually are having these kind of abilities pop up and they don't know what to do with them. And it's causing them to have a massive amount of anxiety and depression because it's just fear all the time. Or they're like, I feel like I want to have these, but that sounds scary too. So <laughs> what do I do next? Yeah. So I took notes and I hear you emphasize the five core senses, which we know what they are. You know, we, we use these daily. Some of us don't use them as much as we could, but also you talk about perceiving information and overcoming blocks. Yeah. And I love that you broke it down that way. I mean, how simple is that perception? I mean, we, 
we can go on and on about perception, but that's, that's where our fear comes from. That's where knowledge comes from. That's where hunger, our hunger, you know, to learn more. Um, that's where our ability to be social, you know, our connections that we make or don't make, it all comes from our perception. So it's really interesting that you use that. And it, it, I mean, it's clear to me, you know, that, that, that is something that we talk about all the time. So when you really think about it, I mean, you're talking about your psychic abilities, your intuition, your, your knowledge, your, um, feelings towards something because you know we like to associate feelings as emotional but it's not necessarily always emotional i mean it can be a smell it could be uh the sight of it could be you know a thought pattern so um i love that yeah Yeah. so when you talk about overcoming blocks can you tell listeners how it is that you do that absolutely so I guess the best way to start is kind of to give an analogy as far as the way I work with blocks. So I think of all of our magical gifts, all these gifts of beautiful psychic perception that we have as kind of a flowing river you have inside of you. So everyone has this beautiful flowing river that's inside of them. However, we have spent our entire life throwing as much junk into the river as humanly possible. So we're sitting there and like a bad, like a traumatic experience will happen. And you're like, here's some beavers, like build some dams. I don't want this coming through, you know, or you have fear about something and you're like, have some plastic bags. Like you're just chucking all of this gunk into your river. So sometimes you even come into this lifetime and the river is already kind of blocked um, and you just continue to do that. And then sometimes you come in with your river wide open and you just fill it up as you grow. So what I do is the first thing we get really clear on is understanding fear in general, because you can't start healing blocks until you understand what you're freaking afraid of. We spend so much time in our days afraid of things on a regular basis, whether it's crossing the street, we're afraid to get hit by a car or posting something on social media and you're afraid people won't like you. It's literally a constant thing. Mm -hmm. And specifically with your psychic and intuitive gifts, like fear is very, very toxic to that. It's toxic to a lot of things, but it's, it's really toxic to that because that's, it's almost the antithesis of magic, right? You, you can't be living in fear and be creating magical wonderfulness. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So what we really get clear on first is your fear. So I literally will have my clients make a fear list. Let's go through a fear list and let's label things that are real fear. Like, yeah, there's a tiger in the room that's going to eat your face or there's fake fear that is like, yeah, maybe people won't like you. (laughs) You're not going to die from people not liking you. You will be okay. So labeling those out and really starting to help our brains distinguish the two parts. And then also start noticing the parts of you that are magical. Write down and notice those things that are throughout your day, whether you saw the number 11 17 times or you had a dream about a past life or you know you knew what was going to happen before it did. Just these little magical things to also teach our brain that, yeah, we don't need to feel all this fear and things can be this wonderful. And that's really the first step that I work people through. So I'm listening to you and how, how many of us do that naturally? we don't, we don't make a list of it. We don't notate it, but you know, we're constantly looking at things and we're like, um, I had deja vu, you know, mm-hmm. these are the things that happen to us that we don't tell anybody. Cause we think that they're going to think we're crazy. So it's like, you know, I just went through that. I just saw that, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I must be losing my mind. And at the end of the day, I love that people like you can help others endorse their natural gifts, you know, because, you know, there's a, there's a fine line, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and a lot of people have a lot of issues with acknowledging things because they feel like it may not agree with, you know, their morals and values. But at the end of the day, you have to look at what is and what isn't. You have to look at what's real, what's not real. And I love that you talk about making a list, 
you know, get clear on fear. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fear person. Fear is my jam, you know, turning your pain into power, you know, taking yes. control of your trauma, taking control of the things that hold you back, you know, getting it, get a grip on it. Don't let it have a grip on you. So I love that, but you're, you're going the extra step and you're, you're making people confront it. You know, it's like, Hey, let's call it out. Let's, let's identify it. And then let's see what we can do with it. And this gives you control over your life because no matter how you slice it, you know, once you identify it, then you know what to do with it. Oh yeah. Especially with things like these intuitive gifts. One of the people, one of people's biggest fears is always like, what if I lose control? What if I won't have control over it? I'm like, well, write that down. And now you have control. <laughs> it's literally how it works. Like let's. And also acknowledging that sometimes you have no control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, fear. The, con- the fear is that you have no control. And a lot of people chase control their whole lives and never mm-hmm. realize you just have to move past that and you have to control what you can and let go of the rest. If you focus yeah. on controlling everything, then you will never experience or live in anything. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I like this make a fear list. So that's like going to be my thing. Um, and then label fear. Ugh. Because <laughs> fear isn't inherently bad. It's a good thing. You want fear, but it's you motivation. Want it it's real. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I use yes. it as motivation because it's like, okay, you know, let's talk about comfort. You know, what we do is not comfortable. You know, and like you said, being fear of what we post on Facebook. I need listeners. I need y'all to hear me. When you are an entrepreneur or you are your brand, that fear is magnified because any and everything that you say, everything that you say somebody's going to analyze it. Somebody's going to judge you. And so, you know, even putting personal posts or personal thoughts or anything, or even our business decisions, or, you know, reaching out to a new client or anything like that, we know fear too well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get comfortable with fear after a while because it's like, okay, if this doesn't feel good, then I must need to do it. And Mm -hmm. you have to, you know what I'm saying? You have to get to a place where it's like, yep, this don't feel right. So let's go. You know, and, and that's just kind of a thing and that's how you grow. So I'm loving, um, what you're doing. And then you also mentioned notice your magical parts. And I want to take this a step further with you because one of my gifts is helping women build their confidence. Mm -hmm. And part of that is acknowledging, identifying and endorsing your gifts. And Mm -hmm. That is so hard for many women because, you know, even, you know, our self-esteem, self-development, it all begins when we're around, you know, before we can talk and walk, you know, it Mm -hmm. starts back there. And a lot of people ask me all the time, you know, you're a whiz at this. Why aren't you confident? Or why don't you tell people about it? Or why don't you brag about it? But what people don't understand is when we talk about noticing or identifying or endorsing our magical gifts to us, some people, I should say. It comes off egotistical, you know, or, or we don't want to be cocky or arrogant. But mm-hmm. in knowing the self, in self-development, it is a crucial skill. So yeah. I want you to elaborate on the importance of noticing, identifying, and nourishing your magical parts. Oh, so good. Yes. So the big, big importance is when you're writing down and you're noticing these magical things that happen to you, the beautiful thing that happens is you're going to start being able to read back and see your patterns of how you're perceiving these magical things. 
which is the exact same way you're going to per perceive your intuition, which is essentially your gut sense. You're going to perceive information about other people and what's the next best thing to do for you. You're going to get messages from your guides all in that same way of perceiving. So whether you're clairaudient, you hear things, or clairvoyant, you see things, or uh, clairsentience, you feel things physically in your body, whatever it is that really is that thing um, for you, you'll be able to identify the more that you work through and notice these magical gifts. So that is so important. And it's not just for like these fun psychic things, which yes, are amazing and everyone has them and you can develop them. But the more you notice these magical things that you're perceiving without actually seeing them or physically hearing them or anything like that, you can start to see like leverage. Oh, I, I can really hear things when, you know, stuff is not around. I'm going to pay more attention to that part of myself and give myself more growth in my intuition, more growth in my direction. And it's really, really cool to see the transformation that starts to happen after that. I'm loving this because, you know, when we talk about being psychic or psychic abilities or anything, it seems all scary, but everything that we've talked about is everyday life, is natural growth and development. It's it's natural. So yeah. um, I'm glad that we can clarify a lot of that. And I want to break it down, go back. Yeah. What brought you to where you are today? How did you decide that you were going to say yes to your calling and say, okay, I'm going to do this no matter what people think, see, or feel. This is what I need to do. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Cause like when you're talking about earlier about posting things on social media and stuff, I'm like, oh, I've been called evil so many times. <laughs> told that I'm like a Satan worshiper and all this different stuff, you know, which is it's fine. It's like people's personified fear. Like I will be that for people. And I'm like, fine, if I trigger you, then you should work on your triggers. Um, so it's just so funny that you, you bring that up, but it's kind of a long, long story, but I'll try to condense it. Cause it's a decent journey that I went on to really get to this space. And it's a lot of learning that every part of me is correct. Like there's no mm -hmm. part of me that's wrong. That's right. that didn't belong there. Exactly. Um, and that is a big part of my gifts in general is like being able to see myself holistically with all of this weird magical crap that still goes on. Yep. Um, but I had, I had these gifts from the time I was like, I, for essentially as long as I can remember, um, like really, really little kid, I would see people in my room as I was going to sleep and hear people's guides talking to me all the time. I'd like walk into a room of people and there'd be a noise of the room of people, but then 75 other people are talking in the back of my head over each other. So it was like crazy. And I would have like these really intense, like physical feelings about things, um, which is clear sentience. I, I have it physically, I feel things in my body. So if people are angry, my chest will tighten and I'll know that you're angry based on that. Um, so I, I remember one time I went to my mom and I was like, mom, this stuff is happening and I don't understand. And I remember she was like, okay, go outside and play. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Like, I don't know what exactly you're talking about. And so I was like, that was when I started to realize like, oh, maybe this isn't a normal thing because I didn't think it wasn't normal. I thought everyone went through this. And so I started at that point kind of trying to shut it down and like block it off and, and try to cut off that part of me, which doesn't work. <laughs> Newsflash, like if you're trying to shut down a part of you, I don't care how weird that part is. It's not going to work. Like that's not how life works. So true. <laughs> right. So during middle school and high school, um, I was basically like an anxiety ball is like the best way to describe it. Because not only was I shutting off my intuitive gifts, but I was shutting off my own intuition. So I wasn't able to get a read on anyone. I wasn't able to know what was like the right thing to do next, any of those things. I even was having like, in my senior year of high school, my mom slept in bed with me almost every single night to prevent the ghost from talking to me. <laughs> it's like the best way to describe it. Because um, I was just so much, like there was just so much fear. And that actually ended up landing me into a really abusive relationship that became a really abusive marriage. Because I 
had no intuit intuition like it was all blocked because I just associated it with fear mm-hmm. and I so badly wanted another person to validate me yep. and here here comes this wonderful narcissistic psycho that wants to validate me <laughs> and so I was easy pickings and I spent like almost five years in that relationship in constant fear like it was it was there was it was fight or flight every single day um, and so obviously all of my gifts shut off at that point because like I said earlier fear is the antithesis to magic so there was no space for that at all and it was really traumatic obviously and when I did leave um I had kind of run out of things to be scared of I was like all right if this is what it is I've left yeah I was like let the gifts come let whatever wants to talk to me talk to me I'm ready let's do this I'm done trying to be something I'm not and it was a journey to actually uncover my gifts then because they had been so blocked by all of the trauma and all the fear of so many years that I really had to to go through multiple years of kind of trial and error by myself and a lot of freaky things happened and a lot of really isolating things and I felt lonely and all this all these different things and I was doing really well career-wise I was working in HR management um, but I knew that there was something more and something next and that I needed to actually own my magic fully and for other people so that they didn't have to go through all the shit that I went through. Um, And so that is what really started me on this journey of I'm going to help other people clear all this stuff that I had to clear in a way that's actually like step one, step two, step three, so they can understand their own magic and their own gifts um, where I did had to do it by myself. And I don't ever want people to feel that isolated. So everything that you just said is so common with the guest on this podcast and the reason it's called your voice, your power is because our stories are our power. Our experiences are our power. And a lot of people see us externally and they don't have a clue what we've been through. And there is a day when you have this epiphany that this is not about me. It's about everybody else that I can help. And so I really hope that we inspire women to step up because no matter what it is that we go through, and I listen to you, and it's so funny because you said things like, it goes all the way back, it's been this way as long as you can remember. You know, I got tested in elementary school because they thought I was special. You know, back then, you know, it was like she, her attention spans all over the place, you know, she gets in class and she's distracted. And, and finally, somebody said her IQ is off the charts. And when you're gifted or you're creative or you have gifts or anything like that, it's a challenge to be normal. And I tell people that I've I've always felt like a unicorn. And nowadays it's like within the last year, we've been able to say that out loud. Like I'm a unicorn, like I'm different and it's okay to be different. But our whole lives we were trying to conform and hide our gifts because it was not accepted. And Mm -hmm. so people were scared of it. Like not even was it not accepted, but people would be like, you're not okay. Like things are wrong with you. And, and like, still are. People still yeah. are, you know, and that's why we have to unify. We have to unite because we have to embrace each other for whatever our gifts are, because mm-hmm. your gift is just as powerful as my gift. It's just as useful. And they complement each other because when mm-hmm. we work together, we can help more. And that is what my mission is, you know, and I love service-based women and women who use their stories because, you know, this narcissistic and this abusive relationship, all of us have been through it. I promise you, I listen to the women on this show and we've had over 200 women and almost every single one of them has had that one or two or three or four, you know, and we're busy trying to break cycles and break patterns and to help women move forward and get past it using whatever it is that we can. And 
I definitely want to commend you because saying yes has probably been one of the hardest things that you could probably do, especially considering what your gift is. And I'm grateful that you said yes and that you are able to share your gift with the world. Thank you. All right, Emily. So as a mompreneur, a businesswoman, entrepreneur, we all wear many hats and we have multiple projects. A lot of people think, oh, she's a life coach or oh, she's just this or oh, she's just that. But of course, you know, you got to have your hand in more than one pot. So can you yeah. tell listeners all about the multiple projects that you have going on and tell them how they can support it? Absolutely. So um, the first and foremost, the biggest project that I'm actually doing right now is I'm actually running a challenge for people who really want to learn how to access these abilities um, and learn how they how to use them once they do access them, because I feel like it's so important. It's totally a free challenge. Um, and it's part of the way I just want to show up to kind of serve the community. Because again, I hated when I was all, all alone in this and it's no fun. So um, I'm running a challenge it's called your master your magic challenge. And it's through my Facebook group. So my Facebook group is Master Your Magic, Psychic Training and Development. So anyone who wants to join is more than welcome to do that. It's going to happen on the 16th, 17th, and 18th. So that would be the place to sign up. Um, and then, so that's one project of the many. Another um, project that I'm doing is I actually am going on kind of a Comic-Con panel tour. So the next Comic-Con I will be speaking at is in Kansas City. Um, on a panel about how high vibration fiction and fandom can actually promote mental health and healing, um, which is what my book is about. So <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun too. So if you're in Kansas City, come check me out there. I would love to meet you and shake your hand and talk to you about how much fun it is to be a nerd. <laughs> I love it because you know, mental health is my jam. That's, that's my thing. And you know, a lot of people don't know that, I'm, I'm glad that there's more education out there about it, how we're able to link it to other things. Back day, you know, Back in the day, everybody, had this stigma and it's still there, but I think people are seeing how we associate it with self-care, how we associate it with trauma, but how we can move past it, how we can use it. You know, I tell a lot of people, you know, if they diagnose you with bipolar or anxiety or PTSD, it's not the worst thing in the world. It just means that you have to take a couple of extra steps every day to be intentional about your thoughts, about your behaviors mm -hmm. and about how you live. So I love that you guys are integrating that in it. And then you said a Comic-Con tour. So, I mean, where yeah. else are you going other than Kansas City? Um, San Diego and then New York and then also um, uh, Anime Con in Santa, San Jose as well. So I'm going mm -hmm. around. And that's the thing is that, you know, when you're doing this kind of, you know, work or this line of work, you can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. We have things going on everywhere. So I love that. But you are also an author. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So my book is called Damsel No More, The Secret to Slaying Your Anxiety and Loving Again After an Abusive Relationship. And it kind of doesn't really, it's not my process of accessing your psychic magic or anything like that. It's actually just something that I really was a passion project for me because when I was struggling with all the PTSD after my abuse, um, I found that the resources weren't as plentiful as I wanted. And I found that every time I tried to heal, air quotes, I just was confronted with, this is going to be really difficult, but it'll be worth it. Or mm -hmm. it's going to be a challenge, but you'll make it through. And the last thing I wanted was like another hard thing. Like I'm a mom of three kids and yep. was working full time. I'm like, I don't want this to be hard. So I made it a game. 
And uh, literally like Dungeons and Dragons role playing, you create yourself as a character. Every time you go up a level, you learn actual life skills, but you also get to give your character gear and you slay your ultimate fear monster at the end. Um, and so that's what I ended up writing down in the book because it was so much fun and it's so much impact by doing something that's actually exciting and happy. <laughs> I am sitting here loving that because it's funny because I hate, you know, um, I hate imaginary stuff. You know, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, nothing like that. I love documentaries. I love true stories. I love lifetime movies. But what's mm -hmm. very interesting is as we, you know, do my conference tour, we talk about masks a lot. And, you know, we wear a lot of masks. We hide behind a lot of things. But I can totally understand the ability to create a character because I often say that the abusive part of my life and the previous relationships that I had in my past, a lot of times I don't even feel like that's me because I'm yeah. so different than the experience, but I've grown so much. It's like, you're really kind of six years old and then now you're 35 and it's just, you know, even within a two year gap, you aged by decades. Um, so I can totally see how that analogy is effective. And I think by people being able to disassociate from it, look at it from the outside and then implant it, re-implant it and, yeah. and then say, okay, I can do this. I think that is totally, effective yeah it's super awesome too because they, they like it's i narrate it with fiction storylines so you kind of get to be two people at once you get to be this like epic strong person that you've always wanted to be and then learning the skills that you are in the moment to kind of match up with that ideal wow this is awesome so i am excited um and it be it your amazon bestseller yes it is an amazon bestseller Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it actually, because of that, um, it got picked up by a New York publishing house, like an, uh, like an actual publishing house. And so it's going to be in Barnes and Nobles and libraries and airports and all that jazz this fall, which is just crazy and so exciting. <laughs> that is so awesome. See, yeah. listeners, it's, you, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, when you set out to do something and when you're going through something, you don't know what it means at that time. But if you turn it around for your good, then anything's possible. Oh, um, absolutely. That's so awesome. So um, tell listeners your website, how to find you on social media and um, anything else you'd like to, to give them. Absolutely. Um, so my website is damselnomore.com, which is the same title as my book. Um, so very easy to find on there. Uh, so on there, I actually have a place where you can ask me one free psychic question. So if anyone would like to do that, it's free on my website. So you're more than welcome to go on there and ask, uh, which is really fun. And I do readings on everything from who my spirit guides are to what am I going to get that next promotion? So just let me know what your question is. Um, so that's one place. I'm really active on Instagram. Um, my handle is at liker of words because I'm an author. Um, and then again, in the Facebook group, Master Your Magic, Psychic Training and Development, that's the best place to access me on Facebook and to get a lot of really good content if you're really starting to struggle with your gifts and not understand what they are, or just know that it's part of your purpose to know them, I would love to help you out in that space. Um, and again, that challenge is in there, which is going to be totally free. And then I also co-host a metaphysical comedy podcast, which is called Perceptionist Anonymous. So you're more than welcome to check me out there as well. All right, listeners, I will have all of her links and more in the description of this episode. And I want to thank you, Emily, for being here with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been a really fun show. All right, listeners, that is another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And as always, don't forget, stay powerful.